Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with Honoré Corder. Honoré, how are you? Awesome. How are you? Awesome. I like the one word. That's all we need. That's all we need. We're ready to go. I'm awesome. I'm talking to a fellow firewalker here, so I couldn't be better. Right? Right? Yes. Yeah. The people who who haven't done it think that we're crazy and they're not wrong. And but we're crazy in the best possible way. That's absolutely right. We're we're definitely crazy and we're committed. (laughs) We're ready to go. I'm excited to step into this conversation with you. I'm, I'm excited to step on the, the hot coals here and, and yeah. get to the other side and visualize that outcome. But today is going to be a great day and I want to welcome back Elevate Nation because we're going to take it to another level today. We're absolutely going to be raising the bar and I want to welcome you back because our mission on this show is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where we talk about the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, how people are investing in themselves, how those at the top and who are continually improving are, how are they elevating to a life without limits so that you, the listener and the watcher can do the same for yourself and for those that are important to you and your world. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And really at the end of the day, it's all about those purposeful outcomes. And if you appreciate what we're doing, we'd certainly be grateful if you subscribe to the show, if you gave us a rating, a review, five-star rating, if you're so inclined, we'd certainly be grateful. Our goal is to reach this message to millions of people because you don't have to just tolerate your life. You can actually live a life of fulfillment. You can actually live a life of joy, of happiness, of unlimited abundance. If you give yourself permission to do so, and if you surround yourself with the right information, and that's what we're trying to do for you here in Elevate is give you the right information, give you the right tactics that you can apply immediately. And so with that said, I want to go ahead and dive in and introduce you to Honoré Corder, who is an executive and strategic book coach, a TEDx speaker, and the author of dozens of books, including You Must Write a Book, the Prosperous Writer Book Series, Like Like a Boss Book Series, Vision to Reality, Business Dating, the Successful Single Mom Book Series, If Divorce is a Game, These Are the Rules, The Divorced Phoenix, and Stop Trying So Effing Hard, and so many more. Additionally, she is the co-creator of the Miracle Morning Book Series with Hal Elrod. Honoré passionately passionately coaches business professionals, writers, and aspiring nonfiction authors who want to publish their books to bestseller status, create a platform, and develop multiple streams of income one-on-one and in her publishing PhD live course. She also runs the Empire Business Mastermind, does all sorts of other magical things, and her badassery is legendary. You can find her more at honorecorder.com or on Elevate right now. So Honoré, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about you behind the bio. Oh gosh. So I started um, my personal growth journey when a friend of mine gave me a copy of Awaken the Giant Within, which I am sure you know. Yeah. It's by our good friend, Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins, a friend of millions. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. And I was tolerating my life to take a, a, a sentence out of your opening. And um, I read Awaken the Giant Within, and in the back was the back matter, what what I've referred to now in teaching people about books. I talk about what's in the back of the book. If you've read all the way to the back of the book, you want to give the author more money, right? And in the back of Tony's book was a way for me to give him more money by attending a UPW and Unleash the Power Within weekend, which happened to be uh, no accidents, right? In a few weeks in New York City where I was living at the Javits Center, and I went by myself. I actually had to borrow money to buy the ticket because at the time the $700 ticket was more than I could afford in my early twenties. And, uh, I really wanted to go and the guy I was dating, you know, bless his little heart, right? He, he changed my life, but it, <laughs> it was wow. like Friday I was in love with him and Monday I was like, 
who are you? What, why, <laughs> why am I dating you? What's happening right now? <laughs> so um, I, that's where I started. I started with that and reading The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that book anymore, but it's a great classic um, mind elevator. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was off to the races. And here we are almost 30 years later, still, still going. That's amazing. Talk to me more about the, how did you know that you were tolerating your life at that time? How did you know that? And, and just to be clear, I, I went through this myself as well. I noticed that I was like, wow, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just going through this. You know, I just, I, I'm doing it because I'm supposed to, this is what life is supposed to be like now that I'm an adult, so to speak. How did you know that you were just tolerating it and that there was more out there? Well, I was surrounded by it. I was, I was working in offices. So I was a temp in New York city. I could type 110 to 130 words a minute. So I could get work very easily. And I was from Ohio where people said good morning when they answered the phone. So they just got a big kick out of me <laughs> in New York. <laughs> and uh, I was working for people who were clearly wealthy and I was Po, P-O apostrophe, because I couldn't even spell the whole word. <laughs> and I just knew there had to be something else. And when I went to, when I read the book, the book gave me a little bit of an inkling. And, and honestly, the seminar is the live version of the book. Everything that Tony yeah. was teaching, right? All of the, everything is, is the stair step now. It's the book and then the course and then the in-person stuff, right? So you're just, you're just paying more the, more the closer you get to the person who is, is the creator. Um, but the book gave me the inkling. It was the energy of stepping into the environment of the other people and seeing what was possible and then seeing what was possible for me. The, you are a different person the, when, before you walk across the fire and after you walk across the fire because those hot coals should burn your feet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, legit, any doctor is going to say, I'm just saying, but you might not want to step there. No doubt. <laughs> but you can make change. You can affect change if you affect your state and you can change your life if you can keep your state in the right place. Mm -hmm. And, it and seemed, that was the first thing. Well, that was it, the first thing I got. It seemed like also it was just like feeling the, the fact that it was possible and seeing that there were other references out there other than what you were already surrounded with, right? Your, your entire life growing Correct. up, you didn't have those references. I did not. I did not. That's correct. Yeah. I, I grew up with um, educated parents, but I was also um, in a foster home and in a children's home. So as you would imagine, there's some trauma there. There's a story there. And so I had, I had an inkling. I didn't have an inkling that it could be me. And then once I started to develop myself, my personal development, I realized oh, actually anything is possible and the past doesn't have to equal the future and I can create my own story. So and then what, I can turn around and help other people create their stories too. What was holding you back? What, what do you think if you were to look back in your story, maybe things that weren't, you weren't aware of, what sort of experiences did you have growing up that maybe caused you to realize or believe that there were limits to your future? I was told I was told I was not enough. And if you're told you're not enough, you believe you're not enough. Then someone puts a little crack in that belief and says, oh, wait, it's possible for that person. It's possible for you. If they deserve it, you deserve it. And it's a, it's a mind scramble for a minute. Mm -hmm. Who's right? Who is right? Was this person right? Or is this person possibly right? And who gets to decide? And ultimately, breaking news you get to decide. I got to decide. So I just decided. And it's uh, depending on the amount of life experience you have and in what way, it can take you longer to learn lessons than others. I was a bit of a slow learner. <laughs> so, <laughs> but over time, I didn't give up. I was the anthem of the plant. I could not be stopped. I might be delayed or denied for a minute, but I would just, I just keep working on it. I just I keep it. peeling back the layers of the onion and keep working on it. I love it. I think it's so interesting how you become conscious of those beliefs. And when you shed light on those beliefs, 
they start to look so bad. They look, they look so, I mean, they crumble under the light, you know? Yes. Yes. The best thing you can do for darkness is shine light on it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So talk to me about the process then from the journey of, you know, going through your own growth process and realizing that anything was possible and that you could expand your references, but then you could also share that with other people. Talk about that journey. Sure. So I had a network marketing business in my 20s, and that was when I was going through all of this personal development. And um, is it Jim Rohn that says the, the more you develop yourself, the more you develop your business, right? Your, 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 your business yeah. won't outpace your personal development. Your professional development won't outpace your personal development. Something mm. like that. Sorry, Jim. I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get where you're going with uh, it, though. Yeah. So as I was working on myself, my income would increase. Mm-hmm. And I would notice that my, my past uh, ceiling was my new floor. And I would keep stair-stepping up as I was growing. And then the company that I worked with got a business coach for me. And that was another life-changing moment for me, working with a business coach and having someone whose sole agenda was me and helping me to improve. And so it wasn't me picking up a book and trying to figure it out. I'm pretty smart but it was having someone that I could have a conversation with. And so two smart minds are are better than one smart mind in a book. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? So that was life changing. And then there came the opportunity and the moment where my coach said to me, I think you would make a great coach. And I came to a fork in the road and I took it. Right. I took, I took her words and her suggestion and followed through on that and became a business coach. And that was the first thing where I went from, I'm the person who has this company and I'm helping you to come into my company and I'm leading you and I'm teaching you personal development and professional development principles to that's all we're going to work on. So I don't have an ulterior motive, which that's not bad, right? You're building a team, you're building a company. You want the people on your team to grow themselves and grow their business. I just had the opportunity to make that my sole focus. So the, the leader was the business coach, like, oh, I'm going to double your income and triple your time off. What I didn't say was, I'm going to totally change your life. I'm going to make you believe anything is possible, right? Like, I was like, just let me get my grubby mitts on you because I know what happens when you take someone from, I don't think I can, I don't think I can, I don't think I can to I know I can. Mm-hmm. And that shift is amazing. So business coaching led to speaking. So as I was marketing my coaching business, I was doing that by speaking, free speaking. And then someone called and said, Hey, we'd like to pay you for that. And we, they, I remember the lady, she was so sweet. She said, you're really good. And we only have $3,500. And she thought I was already a professional speaker, meaning I had made money. And she said, I don't know, is there any way that you could, you know, maybe it's a favor, but I just it would oh, be wow. so nice if you, and I was like, I suppose I could. <laughs> you're jumping for <laughs> like, joy. I was like, hold, please. Let me check check my bank balance. Let me ask the team. Yes. Yeah, let me (laughs) check. Yes. So that was that. And then I met Mark Victor Hansen, who's the co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul Series. And if you talk to anyone who's not in personal development, they don't know Mark Victor Hansen. You have to say Chicken Soup. But someone like you was like nodding already. Like, I know, I know MVH, right? Like, Absolutely. (laughs) I know that guy. And so I met Mark at a conference and, and he said, what do you do? And I was like all young and sassy and said, oh, I'm a coach and a speaker. And he said, everybody's a coach and a speaker. You must write a book. And I said, oh, okay. I'm infinitely unqualified to write a book. That was my first thought. And then my next thought was, and you'll love this. If you can't, you must. Ooh, there it is. There it there is. is. There it is. There it is classic TR, right? So you can just feel that one too. <laughs> I was like, Oh, damn it. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so anyway, um, I did, I, I asked him a few more questions, took his advice, wrote it in my success journal and went back and, uh, home from the conference and spent three days and wrote the first, uh, version of my first book, which was 
um, abysmal. <laughs> it was the worst uh, self-published book ever, but it was, it was there. It was out there. And then I met Jeffrey Gittimer and Jeffrey Gittimer said, this book is bad. This book is bad. Like you're a good writer, but the book is bad. The production is bad. He actually used a not safe for work word. <laughs> so he said, let me, let me give you some assistance. Let me help you with this. And so he gave me some guidance. And so I republished the book, new book title, new subtitle, new content, new quotes, new graphic design, like all the things that make a book something that someone wants to read because they respect it when they hold it and they look at it, if that makes sense. It looks and feels yeah. professional. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was my, that's been a little bit of my journey is the, the coaching, then the speaking, then the writing. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. So talk to me about one thing that I noticed there as you were describing that journey is that each step along that path, perhaps you had a little bit of a limiting belief that still was holding you from maybe not taking action to that next step. Sure. One, one yeah. thing in particular was when you were told that you needed to write a book, you were like, oh, I, I can't do that. I mean, that, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But then you, you <laughs> took action and perhaps even looking back, it was like, wow, I really didn't do well on that, but it still led to future success in that space. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I think that that's important is to, to do something, even if it's not done perfectly because, and that, so I'll pull something from Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil says, either you make the right decision or you make the decision right. Mm. And in the writing world, when you talking to writers of any kind, songwriters, screenwriters, fiction writers, nonfiction writers, everyone will say everything is ugly the first time you can't edit a blank page if you quote. don't put the words on paper then they can't be made better mm -hmm. so it's better to do it i'm so glad i took his advice i i mean legitimately it's one of the maybe the top 10 things i am most grateful for in my life is taking his advice and publishing that first abysmal book with which I had a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I did burn all known copies of the oh book. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, because once I realized how bad it was, something, once you, you see something you can't unsee, like, oh no, this is really <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was able to do it better. And then I just have been able to get better and better and better. And now it's my great pleasure to turn around and take someone who wants to be an author and say, you'll never have to have a bonfire with your book. You're going to be proud of the first book the first time you do it. How about them apples? That's amazing. That's one thing that yeah. like Tim Ferriss talks about a lot is, you know, you want to be certain if you put a book out there that it, that it's, you know, it's valuable because it's going to be out there in perpetuity. That's right. And That's hopefully right. you can get your arms around, you know, the copies that uh, maybe it wasn't so great and put it in a bonfire, but otherwise you want to try to start off on a good foot. So talk, let's talk about that. I mean, I know one sure. of your philosophies is that, you know, writing a book can obviously build a great platform. It can give value to other people. It can bring people into your world. So talk to, talk to me about how do you work with others on building that sort of foundation for their platform? Sure. So my, my methodology is to create books that are indistinguishable from traditional publishing. Part of that starts with, what do you want from the book? Where does the book fit into your business? What do you want the reader to do? What do you want the reader to not do? What do you want the right reader to do? So I'll unpack that just for a second. Um, before someone writes a book, there, there are some questions that need to be answered, not the least of which is, 
the outcome for the author. So let's play a game called, it's not about anybody else right now, it's about you. And what do you want from it? Do you want fame? Do you want fortune? Do you want freedom? You want financial, financial gain? You want authority? Do you want to be the expert? What is it that you want? Getting really clear about what you want informs and influences what goes in the book. Then moving down the, the line of the questions, it's who, who is the book for? Who are you trying to serve and how are you trying to serve them? And I always ask three questions. What do I want the reader to do? So in my book, you must write a book. I want everybody to write and publish a book because it's life-changing and it's awesome and being an author is cool. <laughs> it's kind of the coolest thing ever. Fair enough. I, I don't want anybody to write a crappy book that doesn't meet the mental picture that they have when they're first thinking, I'm going to write a book. Do you think, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to sell books. I'm going to generate new business. I'm going to become a speaker. It's going to be amazing. And then they take the advice of someone who is probably well-meaning but doesn't know what they're talking about who says, outline and write your book and publish it in a weekend. What can go wrong? Except that back to Tim Ferriss, listen to him. He's smart. <laughs> he has yeah, good he books, right? So I don't want anybody to write a crappy book because it lives into perpetuity and it's kind of a bummer. How P.S., see fine print below. If you have written and published a book that is terrible or has mistakes or has an awful cover or has a terrible book title, haven't we all high five, you get a bonus point for actually publishing a book. You win. <laughs> Most people don't ever go all the way there. So shake it off. And now that you know better, you do better. Right? Right. So then ultimately, what do you want the right reader to do? I want the right reader to read You Must Write a Book and say, you know what, Honoré, I don't know everything that I need to know even after reading your book, so I want to hang out with you some more. I want to take a course from you, or I want to work with you in some way. How did we make that happen? When you are very clear before you put pen to paper what you want the reader to do and not do and what the right reader to do, then all the other decisions for putting your book together are easier and more clear. So I start there and then I have a whole methodology for putting the book together and making sure that it is optimized and it is awesome so that you can enjoy all of the benefits of becoming an author. I love it. Talk to me about what about people who say, you know what, I just want to write a book to serve humanity or to contribute my knowledge to other people so that they can glean that from this read. I don't really want to develop a platform, whatever that may be. Just, just out of curiosity, what would you say to that potential author? Well, I think that that is wonderful, except it's, it's contradictory. How are you going to help people if you don't have a platform? I love you that. Won't, your book won't get into the hands of as many people. It's okay to say, I want to help a lot of people and make a bunch of money. Even if you give all that money away, even if all the proceeds from your books, as some of my authors have done, I've worked with some very wealthy people who are like, oh, that's cute. It made $75,000, right? $75,000 is life-changing for some people and $75,000 is walking around money for other people. It's not good, bad, right, or wrong, but the person for whom it's walking around money usually will say, I'm going to benefit the homeless shelter or the food bank or whatever. In, in my community, that's where the proceeds of the book are going to go to. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things you can do if money isn't your outcome, but without um, a proper pre-launch and launch and marketing of the book, it won't reach as many people as it could if it were done more effectively. That's a great, I love, that's a great answer. And I, I appreciate that. I, I think it is huge to reframe and, you know, sort of look at this from a different context where it's not a selfish platform. This platform, you're allowed to serve more people. You can serve more if you're more effective. And if you go bigger, if you elevate your life, if you build a great, you know, successful real estate portfolio, you can then go save other people who may be suffering or you may, you can contribute to other people. Same thing when it comes to writing a book or when it comes to speaking or whatever it may be. I think that's sort of the general reframe that you're talking about. Would you agree? That is the best part. Yes, absolutely. And that's the best part of making money is being able to get back is when someone comes to you and says, I need a sandwich. It's like, okay, I'll buy you a Subway sandwich shop. You can have all the sandwiches you want. Like that's, <laughs> there's something really fun about having an abundance 
to take care of yourself and then to take care of other people. I totally agree. I could not agree more, really. Um, one thing that I think is so important for someone who's developing a story or developing a platform in general is to have vision. And I'd love to talk about developing vision if you were to, um, you know, really give some start off pointers for an individual or an entrepreneur to develop their, their message, their vision. What would you, what would you say? Well, I have a book called Vision to Reality, as luck would have it. So I have a little bit to say about visioning. <laughs> I suggest that someone sit in a, in a mindful place or even a mindless place, right? Because we don't want to be mindful. Mm. We want to be mindless so we can get into the gap and start to create that bigger picture of ourselves and then take yourself to a place where time, space, money, um, and everything is unlimited, and what does that look like for you? What does that look like? Who, who are you? Who is the person, the man or the woman that you are becoming? Who you could become? Who is going to be around you? Who's attracted to you? Who are you attracted to? And then what are you going to do with all of that space? All of that time, all of that love, all of that money, all of that ability. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to use it in a way that is going to cause it to come and to stay? Because I see some people do the work to create the vision, but then they don't do the work to keep the vision because they aren't working on their upper limit issues. So as you're building a bigger vision for yourself, build a better vision for yourself in your mind as well. It's not just external. I don't just want a bigger house. I want to believe that I deserve to live in the bigger house, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And then be careful because sometimes people come and live in your bigger house. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure you're sharing inhabitants with the correct people, That's right. right? That's right, yeah. So, so you're really speaking my language here because it sounds like what you're talking about is tapping into the quantum field. Am I correct yep. there? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely, yes. So let's, let's go there because I think right. um, that's, that's something that I think is really important. And perhaps maybe that's why you and I know each other. Who knows? Um, maybe we somehow were meant to have this conversation and maybe it was created from our own desire, right? Our own, um, you know, our own creativity. And then going, I, let's talk a little bit more about sort of going into that, 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 that dark space, the emptiness. Like you just said, don't be mindful, but be mindless. How, do, how does one do that? quiet, being quiet. Um, the best um, way that it was explained to me so that I got it was my husband, who's a techie, would always be in my grill about turning off my computer. And I was like, I do turn off my computer. I shut the lid. And he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, you have to shut, like you have to power down everything. Turn, shut all the windows. Is that real? I need, I need to know that. Yes, you have to turn it off. Well, meditation mm. and getting quiet and thinking are always to turn off your own personal computer. Otherwise, your brain never shuts down. So you have 486 windows open and you wonder why your computation is slow or you've got the little rainbow wheel. <laughs> right. right. It's the same exact thing. And if you read biographies, of successful people and of, um, of those folks who are known to be prolific and be creative, um, prolifically creative. So I'm, th I'm thinking about um, Emerson, Edison, and Prince, right? When you think about those type of folks, they were known to go into a room or go to a separate place with a blank sheet of paper, a blank notebook, and to sit and to be quiet. They weren't streaming Pandora. They didn't have Netflix going. They weren't filling every minute with, and I, it's very tempting for me too, because when I get some time to myself, I want to hear that next audiobook or I want to hear the audiobook that I heard again. However, I know that when I just take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I go for a walk, I always get a great idea. There's always something that comes in because I took a minute to, to shut up, <laughs> to be <laughs> quiet to turn it off and it allowed something to come from the other side, from the super conscious. It's huge. It is huge. And I'm, I, I would consider myself a 
fairly early beginner slash intermediate student of the quantum quantum mechanics and the quantum field. But if any, if any listeners are intrigued by this, I highly recommend that you do some research. I mean, one individual who I've studied uh, is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And what I was just about. about to say his name. I mean, Joe Dispenza. Unbelievable. He is the man. And uh, when you sort of learn how to, you know, really use your physiology as well as your spirituality to dive into this, it's amazing what you can start to create in your life and the inspiration and the vision that you can develop through that just by getting to a clean slate of, you know what, at my core, I'm a creative individual. And I think, like you said, we have so many tabs open in our mind all the time that we're stifling that. Would you say? Correct. Yes. So closing all of those windows, shutting down the program, and getting quiet. So doing meditation, guided meditation, spending time in silence, spending time away. And no one is more technologically connected than me. I mean, I have a monitor, a computer, a Kindle, a phone, (laughs) AirPods. I mean, I'm all connected. However, I know that in order to be able to use those to their highest potential, the, my first opportunity is to, and I don't consider myself a weapon, but you'll understand if it's like my first weapon of creativity of, of being the best self is to prime me, to prime myself. So quiet is one thing. And then there are other things, morning routine, evening routine, reading, conversations, quiet time, creative time, relaxation time, exercise all the things contribute to this greater person. For sure. And that's why I think, you know, that's why we focus so heavily on personal growth on this show is because the more that you develop yourself, the more that you can create, the more people that you can attract into your life, the more opportunities that you can bring into your world and the more that you can contribute to others as well. And so I'd love to know more about that. I mean, what, Give us some examples of how you're investing in yourself personally, whether it's um, your own time, your own attention, as you just mentioned, in terms of giving yourself some time to meditate or think or create some clarity there. What else are you doing in particular that uh, you'd say has been really impactful for you? I have, um, I have a morning routine that I realized needed to have a nighttime routine that went with it. Because if I didn't have a power down routine, I would be too tired to execute my power up routine. (laughs) Before I forget, I wanted to tell you that in my first business in my 20s, my upline used to say to me, set yourself on fire and people will come for miles around to watch you burn. Mm. (laughs) Wow. And that is true when growing, when you said you become attractive to other people, the more attractive you become to yourself, the more attractive you become to others. That's the key. And to, and to others who are the right people. I think at the same time you're attracting your people to you, you're also repelling and not in a bad way. You're just not in the same vibratory level as people that don't resonate with you. So they go away. We need to come back to that because that is, that is so important. Um, actually, you know, a lot of times I say this, it's like, man, some of the, some of my engineer listeners are like, "Uh Oh, come on. We're we're veering into this territory, (laughs) but it is, I mean, energy is so important. You can feel it in everything you do. I, I, I can feel it over zoom. I can feel it through an email. I can feel it through a text message, whatever it is. I know what that energy is. And it's all about their belief in themselves. They're, it may be subconscious most of the time. Yes, I call it having ESPN when someone says, how did you know that? I'll say, I have ESPN and ESPN too, <laughs> right? But I'll text, I'll text someone. I'll, someone will cross my mind and I will just text. And usually it's a bitmoji just to be a little fun. That's but awesome. I'm sending a little picture saying, hey, how are you? And they're like, how did you know? How did you know this is the exact moment that I needed to hear from you? And it's like, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, in, a, I'm in a plane. I'm on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Plain on words. Some people there. you can you some people you can have the conversation with, and other people it just is. Oh, I was just thinking about you. Random coincidence, right? right. And, and they'll they'll accept that. Um, synchronicities. So as, yes, synchronicities. All of all all the things. I don't. I think there are no accidents. There are no accidents at all. It's just what are you 
are you picking up what the universe is putting down? If you, you live on that plane, that's when the synchronicities start to happen. That's when the Correct. things that seem like, oh my gosh, this is just a coincidence. No, this is, no, no. that's the quantum field. Yes, yes. And also you can set intentions for that too, which is the fun part. When I say, oh, it would be so great if this happened. And then I get an email. I I did that this yes. morning. I had a six minute walk this morning because I had a presentation. I had a Zoom presentation this morning. So in order to get my vibration up, I was like, okay, I have a chocolate lab. So I was like, come on, baby, let's go. <laughs> we have six minutes to run around the block. And so we did just to kind of get my vibes to the next level. And while I was walking, I thought it would be great if X happened today. And I got an email. And it was like, all right, I, I love this game. This yes. game is so much harder, easier than working hard. For sure. My dad used to say you can work hard or you can work smart. And I think you can work hard or you can work smart or you can just vibrate at the right level. And there's no work involved in that. Absolutely. And you get the best results. Elevate your emotions, set your clear intent, your intention and go after it, let it happen. Surrender, yes. as he would say. Yes. Yes, definitely, definitely. So my, my morning begins with meditation. My, mor my alarm goes off at about 4.25 if I'm still asleep. I put in the earbuds and I do a meditation. That's about 26 minutes. Then I roll out of bed and into my workout clothes and I roll into my office chair where I'm doing affirmations, journaling, reading, um, I write a thank you note. That's actually the very first thing I do every single day. I write a thank you note. I have over a thousand days of consistently writing thank you notes. That's awesome. And I have a thank you spreadsheet because I have a few years under my belt and I can't always remember. Did I send Tyler a thank you note or did I not send a thank you <laughs> note? <laughs> so I consult uh, the, um, the spreadsheet and then I read and journal and Affirm, do affirmations, out loud affirmations, and then I write for an hour, and then I take my dog for a walk. And that's how I start my day every single day. And then I come back and I get ready for the day, even in quarantine. We're still, you know, in clothes and brushing hair and doing the, the, the people things. Not all of us are well, brushing hair, but not it, all of us. It hurts. I, do you, but, do you, know. you put, do you put like power? Oh, of course. Like, Come on. Yeah. You know, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's still got to do the thing. I mean, you've but, got a whole thing. Yes. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's not, it's not just roll out of bed. Right? <laughs> um, and uh, then I review my goals. I review my goals. I review my intentions. And then I just sit in a, a spirit of gratitude. And then I go with my day, whatever I put on my day, weeks or months ago, that's what I, that's what I do. That's awesome. Talk to me about the bookend of the evening routine. Yeah. So, um, the best way for me to stop working because very tempting when you work from home and you love what you do and it's not work is to not have it as they say in Hawaii, Pauhana, which is the end of work. Ooh. So Pauhana for me is another walk with my dog. So she knows and she'll come at the, about the same time every day and she'll jump up in my lap and she's like, okay, mom, it's time to go for a walk. And we go for another two or three mile walk. Sometimes I'll have a conversation with someone. Sometimes I'll listen to a book. Sometimes I'm just quiet. Then I come back. Sometimes I'm doing a, a lifting. So I'll do a, a video of some kind, weights, push-ups, that kind of thing. Um, then I take a shower and then it's family time. Then it's Let's have some dinner. Let's maybe watch a movie. Let's play a game. Let's, you know, do laundry. I mean, not everything right. is. <laughs> not, right. Not everything's it's, flashy. It's not all the, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Sure. Um, and then at about eight o'clock, I'm starting to get tired because I've been up and at it and I've been very active mentally and physically active. And so I will do a little bit of journaling, do a little bit of stretching, and then I read. And what I have found, and this is from Charlie Hone's book, Play It Away, they took play out of schools. Play went away after I was out of school, but they took recess out of school and they took play and breaks. And when I met Charlie, and this is a decade ago when I met Charlie, um, he said part of the reason anxiety 
and depression and medication and those sorts of things have increased is because we've taken out play. We've taken out have, just having a, a darn good time, maybe a time or two during the day. And mm -hmm. I had not read fiction in years. I'd always wanted to write fiction, hadn't written fiction, hadn't read fiction. And he said, nonfiction is for the morning. Because you can't read Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy or Zig Ziglar or any of those guys and not get a little jacked up. Yeah, it's true. Right? So that's not what you're going to read at 830 at night. You're not going to read all about visioning and goal setting at 830 at night. So <laughs> I now read fiction. And I have plenty of fiction to read and it's hard to turn it off. But at about nine o'clock, I'm lights out because I'm not able to keep my eyes open. So if I'm up past nine, it's, it's a big deal. And so I'm powering down. And then when the lights go out, the earbuds go in and I do a power down meditation. I use an app sometimes called Pizzizz, P-Z-I-Z-Z, -Z -Z, which is meditation focus or naps. So if you have, are getting enough rest or you need a little, I call it a nappuccino. It's where you have a cup of coffee and a 25 minute nap. Some people call it a coffee nap or a disco nap. Um, those are good for the middle of the day if you're going a little too hard, but that app is great to put you to sleep. If for some reason you're not able to turn off your brain, because some people say I've, I've got so much going on, I'm not able to turn off the brain. Mm -hmm. So meditation helps to, to do that. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. That's and great. You, I, I love I your Turn structure. it around. Turn it around and do it all again. That's amazing. And I can tell that it's so anchored into who you are as a human being into the cells of your body and your spirit because it's just it's so automatic it just rolls off your tongue so yeah. the encouragement for the listener and the viewer yeah. is to structure to you know consciously yes. create your life and you know you have yeah. the opportunity you can start and create from this creative state you don't have to just live on defense you don't have to just react to everything you can actually be on offense and promote yes. the life that you want yes. and it's so exciting yes. um yeah. One thing I'd love to ask you, uh, Honoré, is just the purpose behind what you do. Because obviously there's so much thought behind how you've structured your life and how you've structured your business, how you're serving other people. What would you say the driving force behind what you do is? I like to um, help people to avoid pain and gain pleasure. I really like to, to say, oh, I made that mistake. Try this. This, this, could be, this could be helpful. And I don't think, just to, to kind of touch on the morning routine and night routine, I, my way isn't the way for everybody. It's my way right. for, for me. But it's just to say, instead of having it happen on accident, make it happen on purpose. Mm. Instead of just kind of going with the flow, decide the flow. Decide, decide where you're going and how you want to get there and figure out what, works best for you. And once you figure out what works best for you, then do that. One of my favorite books is a book uh, called Relentless by Tim S. Grover. Yes. Are you Love a fan it. of the, are you a fan of the Grover? Oh my god! Huge gosh. fan. Are you kidding me? Huge fan. Yeah. And I saw, I found him on Instagram and attack athletics, I think is his handle yeah, it is. on yeah. Instagram. And I saw a video from him where he was talking and he said, we're seven years in, we're however many thousands of positive reviews. And he said, the only bad feedback that we have gotten about the book is that I don't tell people how to train. And he said, I'm not telling you how to train. You know how to train, you know what to do. And I thought that was the best mes message is we all know what to do. It's getting ourselves to do what we know to do. That is the challenge. And part of that, at least for me, is routine. Part of that for me is the comfort of the routine. And I know that the structure sets me free. Mm. And I can move the blocks around if I want to. 
but I know when I do what I know works for me, it works for me. Absolutely. Discipline equals freedom, I think, is one that I go back to as well, um, because yeah. some that may be not familiar or maybe this isn't the structure of their life in whatever way, maybe each day is more reactive than proactive. You know, it can feel like that sounds like a very limiting sort of structure, but actually there's so much freedom and that's where you can actually become your greatest version of yourself. So I would encourage any listener to just try one thing, just just build one little habit and be conscious about one little thing at a time, you know, spend time on that. Give yourself, I love the thought of checking off like, all right, I've got a thousand days of writing a thank you card because that's really how you install a habit is committing to a certain (laughs) amount of time. And then after however many, you know, thousands, I mean, good Lord, I can only imagine, I would say probably 70 times. It's like, I'm not even thinking about this. It's just going to happen. Yes. And well, and not only that is now I'm looking for, who do I give gratitude today? So those flowers came yesterday. So today's thank you note was to the person who sent me flowers for something that I did that didn't really need flowers, but she was really grateful because she benefited from it. And it was just a random kindness. That's really cool. Cause that it's is. fresh flower Friday and I got them on Thursday. So I got them in advance, but that was the thank you note. And I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the fresh flower. She didn't know that. We don't know each other that well, but that's, we connected on that other level that we were talking about earlier, right? In the quantum field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking, I'm actively looking for things to be grateful for. And there is something very powerful when your brain is looking for things to be grateful for, because you might or might not have heard that we're having a thing in the world right now. And a lot of people, <laughs> I don't Never know. Heard of it. Wait a it might be still, it might be still going on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked today. I've been too busy. Um, but uh, you can look for things to be actively upset about, or you can look for things actively to be grateful for. And when you run out of people who are like, if you're stuck in your house, maybe, for example, if that ever happened, you might run out of people that are doing things for you. And yet when I leave my building, there's a kid who cleans our elevator four times a day. So tomorrow's thank you note I'm going to put in the little checkbox because he has to go in and say what time he cleaned the elevator four times a day. So I'm going to leave a little note for him in the elevator to say, hey, thank you for cleaning this elevator. I don't have to clean it. Right. I'm pretty grateful for that. And he's cleaning it. I'm pretty grateful for that. I'm, I'm actively looking for things and there's a, it's different if your brain is moving toward than moving away from. Yes. And the key there is the energy, the state that it puts you in and it puts you in a receiving state. It puts you in a state where you can now receive more things to be grateful for rather than coming from a point of lack when you feel like everything's against you. Well, guess what? that energy then perpetuates your reality. It brings in more negative things. And so I just think it's so powerful and it's so, so important for people to really get a deep understanding of this concept because it is absolutely life-changing and it's really simple. You know, it's really, really simple. It's really simple. And the stronger you get, the the better you get at it, the, the more you realize that you would not say or think or do anything that isn't at the uh, highest vibration because that's bad. Like I've been in a bad mood on occasion and it goes out and it comes back and it's almost like, Oh, I better just go home and start over. It's extremely powerful <laughs> to that point. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, wait a minute. I'm just, I think <laughs> I'm just going to spend a minute and reset or go walk. Uh, one of my friends said, you can get happy in the same pants you got mad in. That's what her dad used to tell her. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go get happy in my pants right now because I'm I'm wearing my mad pants. I want to wear my glad pants. So I'm going to (laughs) go take care of that. Yeah, it's your choice. That's the, that's the other thing is that you get to choose. You don't have to just be a victim of the environment. You get to create the environment. So, yeah. um, Honoré, I want to be super respectful of your time. We're going to go into our rapid fire section. Ooh. We call it the okay. rare air questionnaire. Obviously, you're okay. rare. We're in rare air here. We're continuing awesome. to raise the bar. We're going to continue to elevate and live a life with no limits here. And I would love to talk to you as an author of dozens of books. I'd love to know from you, what would you say are two or three of the most impactful books that you've read? 
and why? Um, well, we've talked about a couple of them. So I will, um, let's see, Mind to Matter by Dawson Church is a great one. Um, the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Dr. Catherine Ponder is another great one. Um, everyone knows Think and Grow Rich. Not a lot of people have read Law of Success by Napoleon Hill, which I think makes Think and Grow Rich look like a pamphlet. Wow. Law of Success is, is like 1,500 pages. It's no joke. And if you read it and reread it and reread it, it's, it's something to, to be in. Um, I would be in trouble if I didn't mention the miracle morning <laughs> by Hal <laughs> Elrod. <laughs> um, that was an impactful book that changed my life for sure. Um, I'm trying to think I can turn and look at the bookshelves. Um, oh, so power versus force, the field by Lynn McTaggart. Um, uh, hold on. Energy medicine. Oh, the alchemist. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the prophet. Leaders are oh. readers. As you can see, yeah. we have a leader yeah. here with us. I asked her for two or three and I think I got oh, 13. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm inviting you to break the rules today. So I appreciate oh. that. Well, what, outside of what we've talked about today, which we've really gone deep in in many different directions, I'd love to know What's the biggest way that you would say outside of what we've already talked about that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Mm. How do I, the outside of what I've talked about. Um, <laughs> I'm pushing you here, pushing you far. You know what? I actually um, have in, for the second time taking a feng shui master certification course, oh. which is called the school of intention. My feng shui master is a woman named Dana Claudette. She is um, a Princeton grad, one smart lady, and she talks about energy. And so that course, I wanted to take that course, not because I do body work or energy work or interior design or any of those things. Always fascinated with energy in the quantum field and how we affect all of the things and setting intention and, and, elements and colors and placement of objects and things like that. So that is something that I do is that is a study that I engage in. Um, I love that. Yeah. That's really interesting because I sometimes if you, I don't know if you get this feeling, I'm sure many listeners do, perhaps you do as well as Honoré, um, is when I walk into a room that is cluttered or it's doesn't have that feng shui, it's like I lose energy or I get tired. Huh? So is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yes. And it's interesting because I have on my wall um, from the very first class, she talked about how you can be cause and not effect. This is the first thing. So I enroll in the class. It's not free and it has nothing to do with business. And so it's more of a, hmm, why not kind of a thing. Right. And so the very first class, she said, you are cause and not effect. And if you are feeling any energy that is not productive, so we can call that scared or fearful or angry or frustrated or nervous or anxious, anything that makes you want to curl up and is freak out, right? She said, you need to get grounded and centered and connected. And then she proceeds to go through the list of things that help you to be grounded and centered and connected. So it starts with, Wash everything, wash your front door, sweep and mop, vacuum, get things organized, throw, get all the trash, throw out the trash, light some sage, light some Palo Santo, light a candle, right? So I have people who are calling me and you might get a kick out of this and they'll say, okay, Henry, so we're in this thing, this is going on, I'm stressed about money, I'm stressed about this, I'm stressed about that, what should I do? And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> so how open are you? Cause I'm like on the scale of practical to woo, <laughs> where do you fall? Practical to woo. Where are you? Right. I would say I'm a five. I would say as you pray, move your feet. Right. There you go. Five. 
because I like to feel like I'm doing something, but I also want to be grounded, centered, and connected. So she talks about also water, take a bath, take a shower, drink some, drink some water, right? So I have this list on my wall. And so I've had 10 people in the last year call me and say, I'm freaking out because, and I'll say, how open are you to the woo? And if they're the least bit open, I'll say, okay, I'm going to text you a list of things to do. And I can't repeat what some of them have said to me, but it ends with, you know, you're kidding, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, just trust me, do all of those things and go get a car wash. Do all of those things and go get a car wash. Sweep and mop your floors, dust, do your laundry, throw out your trash, get things organized, get things in order. Mm -hmm. And before you're done, something magical will happen. Within 24 hours, something magical will happen. And they're like, nope, that's ridiculous. And then six hours later, 22 hours later, I'll get a text message. I'm a believer. (laughs) (laughs) It goes back to what we were talking about earlier about closing the tabs in your mind. Yes. Yes. But setting an intention sometimes is to stop doing the thing that's making you frenetic. If you're like, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Let me open my, my chase app and look at how little money I have. Money is not attracted to that. It's repelled. Mm -hmm. Um, Clients and customers and readers and buyers and investors, buyers and sellers, right? In the, in the, in the real estate language, right? Your name's out there. People can find you magically because you swept and mopped your floor. And that doesn't make any sense. On the, on the physical realm, on the mental realm. But on the sure. spiritual realm, it, made, it makes complete sense. And if you can suspend disbelief for just a minute and try it this way. So I have, I have a whole bunch of people that are like, I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I am doing the things because it doesn't make any sense. But every time I do it, it works. Okay, fine. <laughs> you made them a believer. That's all that I matters. Did. I did. What's the biggest way, I know that there's probably many, but if you had to pick one, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? If you spend enough time with me, I will convince you that anything is possible. And I'll probably give you an idea that will make you a whole bunch of money that will help you to impact a whole bunch of people. That's how my brain works. That's awesome. Yes. Well, couldn't really ask for any anything more as far as I'm concerned. Anything is possible is a is an idea that can serve you till yeah whenever that's right. forever. That's right. That's right. And I want people to think anything is possible for themselves because if just for a second, if I can just get the door open for a second, I can get the door open. Yes. All you need and is that. I- one little yeah. shine of light. Yeah. And I'm a farm foster girl from Ohio. Like, I mean, I, I have a, uh, I had my 30th high school reunion a couple of years ago and I didn't go, but we're all in a Facebook group. Right. And so there are just a lot of people are like, we did not see this coming. <laughs> 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 you were not voted most likely to anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Honoré, this has been an absolute blast. Um, Honestly, we went places that I didn't expect us to go, but uh, I really appreciated it. And I hope that that served our listeners. I think it did. I I, I have a feeling that we opened the minds up to many people today that anything is possible and that really there's a strategy, you know, towards getting that. And, um, you know, there's there's a level of thinking that can get you there that can really make it so much less difficult and so much less you know, suffering filled, uh, to get there. So I'm really excited about the fact that we were able to do that. And I really appreciate you being here on the show today. Um, tell the listeners how they can stay engaged with you and learn more about what you do. Sure. So my website is honorayquarter.com and I'm at honoray on all of the, um, all the social media places that you would expect to find someone who is a sane person. So not TikTok. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Direct shots fired at TikTok. I have, I know, I just have white man's overbite, right? <laughs> I can't no do TikTok either. Me, I'm not going to. No lie. one wants to see me dancing. So we're just going <laughs> to. No. 
same, same. We're we're gonna we're just gonna stay on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. That's what I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stay in the narrow in the narrow lane right there. Absolutely, you can you can learn more about what Honoré is doing. Um, you know, through all of those different social platforms, we will put links in the show notes so you can find that easily. And then also, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes on a free copy of her book on networking and business development, which is called business dating. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So that's pretty exciting. Got a nice little uh, give there. So I would encourage Elevate Nation to re-listen to the show. Um, I always say it, but repetition is the mother of all skills. So you want to listen to the show. And I'm going to have a feeling that you're going to want to have a discussion about this discussion with someone else. So I would encourage you to pay it forward and share this with someone else. One easy way to do that is to screenshot the show and post it on social media. You can actually tag Honoré. You can tag myself. You don't have to tag me. You can tag Elevate Podcast. Tag your friend and let them know your top three distinctions of this show because really we have some amazing distinctions. If you can distill it down to three, I'm going to give you you know a gold star because I think maybe we've got about 10. Uh, but you want to go ahead and apply immediately. I think that's one of the most important things as well. Apply immediately. That's how you actually make a difference in your life, make a difference in your business and recognize that really anything is possible. So now is the time to go take action, take massive action. And again, Honoré, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.